0: Welcome to the Mythic Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Sandara, and this is a podcast where we will bridge the mythopoetic soul and mental health. We'll speak about topics like earth-based wisdom, astrology, the Akashic Records, and much, much more. Thank you for being here. I feel inspired to speak about Saturn and my personal Saturn return experience. I think because I had a moment today of almost slipping into this wishy washy mental pattern around loneliness and conceptualizing my experience as. Being lonely and not being worthy of relationships and, you know, like having this self-depreciating list go on and on, I was able to catch myself and reorient myself to my actual reality and use that as an opportunity to love myself deeper. And I accredit this to... (laughs) 29 years of just being alive, it made me reflect on my childhood and, you know, even my past lives as to where, where that, where the seed of the prior conditioning I had around um, the pain of feeling lonely, where that came from, where this, sense of like, feeling isolated, and then also being the one to isolate myself, like where that originated from. And I also just went through my Saturn return, it was exact uh, January 25th of this year, 2023. And it made a couple of Uh, Well, it made another pass on May 21st, 2022. So during last year, it passed over my natal Saturn, but then went and dipped back into Capricorn. And so I had kind of this year of um, getting a taste of what it was all about, kind of preparing myself (laughs) um for the insights and the wisdom that was meant to be cultivated by Saturn I feel as though it's still happening it's the integration process is still happening and so my intention for this episode actually is to continue that process as you are listening and I hope that this also serves you in tracing back memories and insights and potentials for new or deeper understanding about yourself and if you are in a Saturn return in the midst of one or I mean I guess we all are in a a way right (laughs) wherever you are in your relationship to Saturn I hope that this inspires you to reflect on your relationship with Saturn. So I like to think of Saturn as the inner home that we have made up of psychological materials, the walls, the posts, metal beams, the roof that come from the conditioning that we've received from yes, our parents and our family of origin, our upbringing, but also our past life conditioning that we come with in this lifetime unconsciously. It's the architecture of our consciousness. Saturn is the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we perceive our reality our external reality and it also is the way in which we participate with reality and the journey of that and so to lay out where saturn is in my chart i have saturn in the first house in aquarius at 25 degrees it's widely conjunct my ascendant which is at 19 degrees and Saturn there is sandwiched in between some really beautiful asteroids. So Eros and Pallas Athene. And it's also, Saturn is squaring in a wide square to my north and south node in Sagittarius and Gemini, which are at two degrees. So. Saturn is pretty prominent, pretty highlighted in my chart in terms of how it affects my sense of self and also how it has permeated and weaved itself within my life thus far. When I was opening my channel as to how to describe and frame my experience with saturn and what has come about from my saturn return i was actually taken down a trip down memory lane so to speak i went back into my childhood and into everything that has led up to my life so far and then i remembered how Saturn has these, or our Saturn our Saturn return can be divided into these four quadrants that represent the four squares that Saturn makes to our natal Saturn before it comes back around to the place we natally have Saturn or the place that we had Saturn at birth so it can be thought of as at seven years old you have your first saturn square and then at 14 saturn opposition and then at around 21 or even 20 years old the third saturn square and then it comes back around at about 29 to 30 years old sometimes even 31 years old But the average transit for Saturn in a sign, or sorry, not in a sign, um, in a birth chart is about 29 years. And it was right on time for me. It happened about a couple, couple of months after my 29th birthday. So Saturn starts to separate, you know, in the current sky when we're born. And every 30 degrees is a square to our natal Saturn. And so if I think about and go back to when I was seven years old, Saturn had moved into Taurus in the current sky when I was seven years old And it was right on my IC, the angle in the chart that represents the home and our family private life. And when I think of who I was, how I was perceiving the reality around me, and therefore how it was informing my sense of self, was how I was a very studious and high achieving student. I was constantly praised for getting straight A's, for never having any negative remarks from whatever teacher I had at the moment. I remember having just this innate like skill or something of doing my homework all in one day (laughs) before it was due, say on a Friday. Like doing all of this homework ahead of time so that I wouldn't have to feel the pressure of possibly not getting it done by the due date and um, having, you know, points taken off or getting reprimanded for that. I remember being naturally aware of the expectations the rules and the boundaries around me specifically in school and in my home life I had an understanding of what you know like chores I had to do and things like that but it didn't seem to translate as well I didn't seem to feel as much of a sense of praise in my home life from my parents and so I started to feel this like split between who I was at school and who I was at home. I also remember around the age of seven, it might have been a little bit earlier, having the visceral experience of learning what shame feels like and how shame is a manipulative tactic in, 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 in certain matrices of our reality. I'll I'll put it that way. And I say, I say it like that because shame does not have to be a part of our reality and shame is actually learned. It's not part of our innate nature at a soul level. But I remember being in class and One of my friends wanted a, or she had a request for me. We had, as a class, just gotten our pictures taken. Like, we did every year. Once a year, we would have our pictures taken professionally. Our parents could buy copies of them, and they would be like these nice photos of us to take home. And my friend didn't have any photos of herself she didn't have I guess her parents didn't buy any photos of herself to take home and the teacher had passed them out to everyone else and I had received a packet and then a third friend of ours had received you know her packet of photos and my One friend asked me if I could take some of our other friend's photos from her backpack so that she could have some. You know, I, looking back, I don't know why she would want someone else's photos, but just it seemed to make sense to her to qualm that need. So I didn't sense any wrongness about it at all. I completely understood that she didn't have any photos and why she would want more photos or someone else's photos. I wanted her to feel included and I naively said, sure, no problem. I'll go into this girl's backpack without asking her, without telling our teacher." and retrieve some photos so that you can have some so that you won't feel left out or you know for whatever reason that actually wasn't my train of thought at the time i definitely was just like it was just like this unconscious like yeah that makes sense okay let me go do this so of course the our friend and our teacher find out and i'm taken into this like meeting with my teacher and she on a separate day calls my parents in to for all of us to have a meeting and for us to talk and I don't actually remember that conversation but I remember coming home and laying on my bed being aware of the fact that my dad was going to come in and have a talk with me about it all. And just feeling this innate sense of like, oh my God, I did something wrong and it is going to be the end of me. And the pressure that I felt in my chest and like the rupture that I felt in my heart, not towards anyone else, not towards the friend that told me to take the photos, not towards the teacher, not towards my parents for reprimanding me, but towards myself for just like not knowing because I knew in all these other circumstances, the expectations and what was right and what was wrong. And I, I slipped in that sense and it felt like the end of the world And that was my first visceral feeling of what shame felt like. And my dad, he actually didn't really um, have much of a condescending tone or wasn't aggressive towards me at all for it. He was very compassionate in his tone of voice and in his energy towards me during that conversation, but it was still... a, a. a conversation around like hey this is called stealing you shouldn't do that it's not right and i think that was i think that was the end of that but i was just imprinted with this memory of what shame felt what what shame is like or yeah Learning what shame is when I'm seven. There's this kind of like theme already that I've noticed of coming to terms with my f- style of discipline, there being the sense of right and wrong in the world, having my sense of self be molded by the, um, Like, the praises or the reprimands of people outside of me. And then, of course, learning what shame is. And going to my opposition at around 14 years old. So, Saturn was on my descendant in Leo. Leo. And this is funny because I remember around that time I had just entered high school, ninth grade, and I think n- now looking back, I think that the way in which those first first 14 years are actually like seven years after the way that all of this like all of these different forms of reprimand started coming about more so in my home life and from my parents because of you know bless their hearts I have forgiven them and I actually know Um, It was around the third square that I had forgiven them and seen them in a totally different light. But they also were just under the guise of, you know, um, the cultural context that we're in and their backgrounds. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about their backgrounds, but they were stressed, they were tired, and they were doing the best that they could. But they were unconsciously projecting the lack of control that they felt in their own lives and within their own relationship with society onto me in the form of over-controlling me. And so I had many more instances, many more experiences of being grounded for extended periods of time and just being like having this very um authoritarian experience of discipline in my life and it just started to erode at my spirit and saturn was in leo when i was when i was around 14 and i remember coming into my Uh, inner rebel and starting to be rebellious and just starting to be the opposite of what I had always known myself as which was you know the high achiever the one to follow the rules the quote-unquote good one to sneaking out at night and wanting to go see friends and um, not coming home after school right away and just starting to test boundaries and expectations that I knew were there. And since Saturn also represents like solitude and isolation and um, in some ways loneliness. It was really interesting because after not even like the first half of freshman year in high school, I was taken out of public school by my parents because of my um, rebellious, you know, actions towards them and was homeschooled. And I was homeschooled very abruptly just one Friday I came home and my mom was like, that's it you're being homeschooled you're not going back and so I didn't have a chance to tell my friends or my teachers or anyone and later when I when I went back like I think it was over a year later some of my friends that were still there that recognized me that remembered me reflected to me that it was as if I had just disappeared and like disappeared into thin air And at the time, that year when Saturn was in Leo, it was also opposite Neptune in Aquarius. Neptune being right on my ascendant. And Neptune also representing the disillusion of of matter, of self-transcendence, but um, that's the more virtuous side of (laughs) Neptune, but it was, it's just funny to reflect on how I like disappeared and Neptune was on my ascendant. Um, so that was really hard. That was, that was intense because I was acting from a way that my body and my psyche and my soul knew in terms of how to cope with um, like authoritarian pressure being exerted over me and then was met with more of that pressure. And so Saturn also represents pressure and depression, also suppression, and this was when i started to be admitted into the mental the traditional mental health paradigm i was taken into counseling sessions seeing a therapist i also was seeing a psychiatrist and was put on a revolving amount of Um, psych meds and being treated for depression and bipolar disorder, not officially diagnosed, but they, because I was so young, they couldn't diagnose me, but they were, um, you know, this is, those were the, uh, that's what they thought that I had. So naturally, I think, I didn't perk up or anything amidst all of this. I actually was, I would get really sick from certain medications and wasn't able to get out of bed for a lot of days. I remember during this time I was sleeping so much. It was really hard to get up and do like my homework and on my homeschooling platform and like, um, I was just like switching between different meds and just not feeling like myself. I felt like really a zombie. And I started questioning, this is when I started questioning the worth of my aliveness. And asking these really existential questions around why am I here? Because it's so painful to be here there is no pleasurable aspect to life right now and how i was just not able to see or feel the purpose a sense of purpose in life at all it was i was completely devoid of a sense of meaning and purpose in life and so you know intense things were happening here and in this moment i'm sending that version of myself that teenage self really really big love I it's really interesting to reflect back and speak on on her and I've done a lot of self-reflection and healing around my teenage self but it's still prickly to think of those times because it was really painful so sending her lots of love and how this evolved into my my third my third Saturn square, which was when Saturn was moving over my midheaven, which is the angle of the chart representing like your persona in the external world beyond family and friendships slash relationships, romantic relationships. It's like who you are as you perform your service or work in the world. And um, the whole seven years from, sev- from around 14 to 20 or 21 were a buildup of experiences, like a peak experience around not feeling any kind of desire to be in this current life, to be honest reaching that peak and then integrating from that still not finding any answers in the paradigm of mental health that I was initially introduced into and around around 19 or 20 or 21 was actually when I had my what I what I would want to call spiritual awakening in a conscious sense Um, all, everything is a spirit is part of our spiritual awakening, I think, um, in a broader sense here, but around 21 is when I started learning about meditation and started having really lucid experiences in my dreams. I had an out of body experience where I Witnessed the feeling and sensation of my soul like floating up and out of my body and having just the realization that um, and the belief being fully formed and crystallized into how I now look at the world and look at myself, which is how soul is real. Energy, soul, spirit is all real because I saw it and I felt it. And in that moment, it was just like, holy shit, I cannot go back. I cannot unsee this. I could kind of see underneath the veil of, um, of like normal waking reality and, um, the consensus reality that a lot of people find themselves in. And, um, this all really weaves into how, Saturn, again, is how our architecture of reality forms. So this is not only a story of my personal experience of coming out of this really deep sense of loneliness and isolation and pressure and um, and shame that turned into... Um, self-depreciation and that formed into like this really harsh inner critic within myself but it's also a story of how that way of looking at myself shifted as I started to take on a more Aquarian unconventional way of looking at the world through spirituality. So when I was 21 in the third square of my Saturn return, Saturn was in Scorpio and this was uh, during a time where I actually had just either had just been or It was around the time where I was kicked out of my first year of university. I was academically dismissed, as they call it, because of the severe depression that I had. And at the time, my mom was also really ill and going through a series of surgeries that she has now fully recovered from. Go, mama. So happy for you but it was a really hard time for me i couldn't focus in school and i was academically dismissed and it was just this huge crossroad of like life really shaking me up and asking me and giving me giving me like the the opportunity between choosing the red pill and the blue pill like are you going to be, really live or are you going to continue to just fall to the wayside? And it was really hard, but it was kind of the first experience that I had of picking myself back up instead of having it be or come from my parents, where I admitted myself um, and had to really put my pride aside because I had like an egoic attachment to going to a nice university you know um and kind of like in my mind go taking a step down and going to community college so to me it was like a big deal to just like suck up my pride and take this um choice make this choice that I could see that was a stepping stone of a grander vision so Saturn also has to do with time you know as we are going back in time in my recollection of my younger years and during during that third square I felt like Saturn was starting to open up my my vision And my perspective of my life. How I had a lot of life left to live. And how this one quote-unquote failure. Was something that I could take a stepping stone afterwards. Into continuing on in my life and continuing on in my journey. So I around this time i also i spent a short amount of time in community college and i remember starting to step into student leadership roles and i was accepted as president of the psychology club (laughs) um which i thought was super cool at the time i um I didn't really think of myself at all as a leader, let alone as someone that would speak in front of other people. Because I, th- I had a very um, critical idea of myself. I, I up until this point in my eyes, I was not very worthy. I barely knew what my purpose was in life. I barely felt much pleasure out of life. And so taking on this role really started to shift that, my my sense of identity for myself. And going on a little bit after, after that, I was readmitted into the initial university that I was in. And it was a really, big celebratory moment and I ended up um, having a really profound experience of belonging at that university and I also was able to live out my party years (laughs) the ones that I couldn't live out in high school because I had very rigid um, expectations like very sheltered by my parents, and so I finally was able to explore and design my, my life by my own standards and um, started going to a lot of music festivals, going to the club a lot, and like being a big part of the rave scene and rave culture. And so naturally, psychedelics were introduced into my field, and I right away felt such a kinship to them. I right away, and I had a desire to experience what these were all about. I felt curious about them, I remember, because I, like I said, had started exploring, like, consciousness and energy and soul and felt like I was very much like you know a like I don't really study the tarot but I think of the fool card like be like that first phase of a bigger journey where there's a lot of excitement and like wonder but also a lot of naivete and I had some, I had actually one LSD experience that really almost, I kind of want to say like traumatized me because it was a, it was a big dose. It was, it was two tabs. Um, the tab that I took had, I unknowingly took with two drops on it, and I just wasn't in the proper setting, I wasn't around people that were very caring in that way, or just, I don't think they, they didn't really know how to care for someone in a, almost like, I felt like I was in a psychosis a little bit, um, during that trip, and had to leave the festival early, and did not have the context of what an ego death was or what even my ego meant or was. Um, I had no prior skill set or muscle memory or um, practice around letting go and surrendering and it basically amplified all of my fears and I was left hanging and gripping onto all of my fears and um that kind of like crystallized into my consciousness after that I told myself I was not going to get into psychedelics again I completely just, like, lost interest in psychedelics altogether, um, and, you know, the, the years after that, I was, of course, around, um, not as much LSD, but psilocybin, and I never took a full dose, I would do, like, microdoses because of that, that really intense experience when I was 21, and it's interesting thinking about how Saturn was in Scorpio because Scorpio has to do with going into the underworld and the unconscious. And usually there's a lot of fears and uh, ghosts in the closet that are kept there. And I, I had this idea of being in, what being in touch with my soul meant felt very glittery. To me, and very um, transcendental to me. But then I was seeing and being initiated into actually the other side of it, which is soul, which is the descent, um, the very necessary journeying into the underworld. And I didn't have any like training wheels at the time i didn't have any context as to what that even was and what was happening and let alone how to navigate it so that was saturn and scorpio on my midheaven and um then we circle back around seven years later is 28 i had uh like i said earlier my first uh the first pass of saturn over my natal saturn when i was 28 in may of 2022 and uh then it finally went exact for the last time this year in january so there's a few threads that have come almost full circle i know that these threads will continue to weave themselves in my life. But without a doubt, there is a a way that these a way that my personality, my sense of myself and my worldview has been made tangible in the way that I now share it with others through My counseling work and through um my different offerings and just in my relationships with others as well and I also want to say that you know in addition to Saturn being what is what is built what is formed what is what is created what is hardened um what is like you know solidified it's also it also was an experience of undoing especially at the opposition I started to um undo my own sense of self and this persona that I felt that I had in my first my first half of my life of uh being like a high achieving perfectionist kind of person to being a rebel and you know it's in true fashion because my natal saturn is in an aquarius and aquarius is all about doing things differently and uniquely and um but just aside from aquarius and that being attributed to the rebellion and the undoing I think that Saturn is um in a sense it also is a it's like an elder giving you the inquiry constantly giving you the opportunity to reflect where you are coming from and what intentions you are coming from when doing a certain thing when making a certain decision when saying a certain thing to someone when creating a certain relationship when approaching a certain job or when designing your life in some way it it asks you why are you tr- truly why are you doing this and is it what you are tr- what you what you're truly wanting is it aligned is it an integrity with your soul with your deepest desires because we're building something here this is going to be a matter of permanence in some sense if you don't if it's not actually of integrity then it's going to take a lot of work to try to tear it down and rebuild something and so especially from age 21 when i had my spiritual awakening up until now i feel as though it was a cycle of rebuilding myself, rebuilding myself according to, more specifically, the the laws of nature, of knowing that I am a cyclical being, my emotions follow suit, being really comfortable also with the descent, the periods of descent that we go through where depression is no longer a pathology or an illness. I've created a paradigm, a worldview around this and also found uh, others that share this kind of relationship with depression and um, in that, kind of facing the Aquarian side of Saturn in Aquarius, and if you are also a Saturn in Aquarius native, you might understand what I mean when I say that it's also a reorientation process within finding our sense of belonging in a society the mainstream society that pathologizes depression and, um, mental health disorders and has a, a certain more so medical approach to, and, and also scientific approach to depression. In this reframing of mood disorders and of specifically depression It puts me, in some senses, on the fringes of mainstream society. And Aquarius is the sign that's all about building something on top of something that is already existing. Uh, It's about innovation. And when done in a tasteful and respectful manner, in my opinion it's building a worldview and bringing something from the ethers from maybe some a, a place like the Akashic realm where it is not tangibly here yet but being a human and a steward of this idea of this um, energy weaving it while respecting the past or while respecting the old and weaving it in so that it can be the new and um i also i also want to say that in honoring depression as the soul's natural descent as a normal part of the cycles of our psychology and also of the earth and how the earth reflects these cycles with the earth having a dormant winter season, which also side note, it's not just dormant. There's a lot going on underneath the surface. There's still activity. It's just a different kind of activity. But honoring depression as a as an inner psychological winter is not something new. <laughs> it's actually going... Like It's like a going back to our roots, but it's Aquarian because mainstream society, um, the world at large and in a lot of overt ways does not value this and does not see this as, you know, to be honest, probably profitable. So I think the last thing worth mentioning that came full circle during my return was how the psychedelic experience in the form of plant medicine came back around and I got to experience it in a way that was healthy and in a way that was ceremonial and in a way where I saw how all of the the tools, the experiences, the knowledge of the different layers to the psyche and in being in relationship with myself came to use during this time so that I could have a profound experience with it where I sort of like finished the loop or... Yeah, like finished the loop of being able to break through and embrace fear in a healthy way and let go and surrender and had a visceral experience of what life is like, what it feels like in my body and how to show up with life from a place of surrender and deep, deep trust. I worked with Huachuma, also known as San Pedro, the, the keys to heaven, they call it. And, um, it's also known as the cactus. So I'll do a separate episode on my experience with that because it's, uh, it's, it's, it was a very rich experience and I went on two different retreats, sat with it six different days and, um. Yeah, so that came full circle and it was an ally and it is an ally in my, uh, in the way that I can look at the world in a healthy way and in a way that is an integrity with my own values and in a way where I can deepen into my sense of belonging, where I can deepen into the. The natural cycles of my soul and of myself and also be in a healthy collaboration with with others with the world and with my form of service so all in all i think that i i hand over the image of passing over the baton to you <laughs> if you are starting your saturn return with saturn just entering into Pisces or if you are experiencing a Saturn transit i in i am in fact I'm still going to be in relationship with Saturn via my my solar return chart so so maybe I'll be back <laughs> with more insights about Saturn but i would say in terms of some helpful self inquiry to take with you to have a or just to be able to navigate Saturn and and what it brings would be around having a healthy relationship with your gifts or what your talents are your offerings even like underneath all of that your passion and your purpose and standing behind the value of those things even if you are not receiving external validation for them yet And especially if you don't feel like you're receiving external validation for it or being seen for them or being recognized for them. Doing things and providing service from a place of... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Of not expecting anything in return is something that Saturn teaches. And so really valuing your gifts here can be worthwhile and then reassessing what will discipline consistency all mean to you what place you are coming from what energy what intention you are coming from when you are strategizing about something or making a plan about something in your life where you are acting from like where your actions are coming from And maybe not using the word discipline, because discipline can have a very authoritarian connotation to it. Maybe it's devotion. Maybe it's how you are devoted to something, committed to something. And devotion has this connotation of like giving unconditional love towards something. That something can be a movement, a value, or set of values, or even just trust in life and God. And then the last thing is questioning your experience of belongingness. How you feel like you belong in your family or in society or in your town or city or wherever you live or Within your ecology, with the earth, with land. And then also feeling into where you feel like you don't belong. Really embracing your inner exile. Where you feel exiled or pushed out from. Not accepted. Where you feel like an outsider in some way. Like lapping those parts of you back home to yourself and creating or or just staying open to how there can be medicine that comes from this how experiencing the underbelly of not having this experience how it actually can springboard you into experiencing the true sense of belonging and also providing it for others around you giving it as a gift to others around you. So that summarizes that concludes my experience in like four different chapters of my Saturn return and I hope that this has brought up clarity for you, helped you integrate your experience if you have just gone through your Saturn return. Congratulations if you have and i am looking forward to continuing more conversations around this this aspect of life so thank you so much for tuning in i'm so grateful for you and i look forward to sharing on the